This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire football podcast. MWWire.com is the location, Matt, where we can find all of our content, football, basketball, anything else we decide to write about, weird stuff, because we do that occasionally. Subscribe to our show if you like it, and Spotify, Pocket Cast, uh, iTunes. Basically, Matt, I've heard this on podcast. It basically, instead of listing off a million sources where you can listen, they basically say, wherever you listen to the podcast now, just subscribe to that platform. Like, hit that subscribe button. So if it's whatever you listen to, iTunes, Apple Music, just hit that button and say, yes, I want to be alerted when this show comes out, when it's usually about once a week. So uh, college football's, uh, there's some music going on out in the West Coast, right? Is that, mm-hmm. is that a, <laughs> on a scale of one to 10? Well, maybe we'll get that later. But basically what we're getting to tonight, Pac-12 is being weird. Mountain West is, uh, some people are shooting the shot like your Fresno State Bulldogs, Matt. They're out there getting named to be potential Pac-12 mates down the road. You are very skeptical of this. Is that what my great assumption is from when, when you uh, typically chat in our DMs about uh, with our group chat about the weird stuff that's going on? Yeah, I just don't see it personally. Um, and I think it has more to do, and, and maybe I'm thinking about you know more of the academic side of things and the athletic side of things, because I think both are, are equally important depending on which uh, – which direction you want to turn to, but you know, did, did you happen to listen to the most recent uh, Patreon version of the, the split zone duo podcast? I have not listened. I've been behind to listen to other stuff. So I have not. What did those, what did those trio say? So they did a whole deep dive into questions regarding the PAC 12 and their standing uh, in this conference realignment shuffle and the reality that they find themselves in a precarious position because when it came to securing media rights, you know, the, the contract for t- your television and things like that, uh, big 12 got out in front of them. Yeah. And, and, and for lack of a better term, like they basically drove the price point down that they might've been able to get for themselves. They, do they mean by for the pack? By virtue of just going first. And so, you know, with the fact that the Pac-12 already knows that they're losing, you know, two of their best programs. You know, we we talked a little bit about, you know, whether, you know, San Diego State's going to 
fill that void, whether SMU is going to fill that void. And long story short, what they talked about on that podcast, and I would definitely recommend being a Patreon if you aren't already. Give them their five bucks a month. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but they talked about essentially how the calculus is different depending on the conference. And so with this mm-hmm. tug of war that's going on between the Pac-12 and the Big 12 in particular, maybe the academic profile isn't quite as important for the Big 12 as it would have been for for the Pac-12, you know, with the, you know, like AAU designations and just, you know, the the, the overall academic standing that you know a lot of those colleges have like you know case in point like cal and stanford two of the two of the west coast's preeminent research institutions um you know if you were to hold up fresno state to to that pair like there's there there really is no comparison like there's just nothing on that scale or with that kind of investment that is happening in the central valley but maybe something like that is less important to the big 12 which is why 100 percent, 100 percent it is yeah, which is why they they was reported the other day, and I think I think it was was it Bruce Feldman who put that out there for which for the Boise State thing. Or I forget who, no, I forget who exactly it was, but they talked. It was that Brett Yormark, the Big Twelve Commissioner, and Saul Jimenez Sandoval, who's the president of Fresno State, have been in conversations with one another. Oh yes, I saw something about I don't recall who. But yeah, Fresno State's been in. Oh, it's I saw John Kanzano as well. Where I yeah, yeah I wrote a piece John Kanzano. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So I wrote a piece on it, but I've been out of it this weekend, kind of a just stuff going on, crazy things happening and just life and whatnot. All-Star Game was in Salt Lake City, if you didn't know, Matt. So I was kind of busy doing that. Yeah. Doing stuff with that. But they're talking the Big 12 and Pac-12. And it's not to say the Big 12 is – well, the Pac – it's it's going to sound weird how I say it. It's like disrespectful to Pac-12. But they pride themselves as a big-time academic conference, which – they are. You got University of Utah has a great medical research, children, world class world children's hospital down the street from me, essentially. You have mm-hmm. you mentioned Stanford, you mentioned Cal, what they do. You know, there's great stuff at Oregon. All the schools, majority of the schools, whatever you want to say about Arizona State, Arizona, they have they bring something to the table academically as well. And but I think the two big wigs are the two up the street from you, up north, about however far Stanford and Cal is from you. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who could, why do we want Fresno State? They don't bring a huge academics, but Going first, I think, because Brett Yormark's being shrewd. Like, you think Kevin Warren is being crazy out there. Brett Yormark, not quite the level, but he's right there. And if you listen to the Kazano and Wilner podcast where they discuss all sorts of stuff, mostly they actually chat, chat, chat with Yormark, and he's, in my opinion, a big fat liar at the moment. Because on one hand, oh, me and George Claycoff, we're at the Pac-12 Commission, we're great friends, we're working relationships, we'll, we want to do what's best for itself, for ourselves, plus together. But then he also says, well, we want a four-time zone conference, buddy. And I'm like, there's no way to get to a four-time zone conference with the teams you want that aren't in the Pac-12 because in the Big 12 media right still, they just recently signed and went first on. They specifically said they cannot automatically add a team from a – it has to be a Power 5 team essentially to add. So mm-hmm. they can't just say go out and get San Diego State if they want to or Fresno State or Boise or SMU or any team that's been batted about to join either league. UNLV is right in the middle of both. They're right. Like, but if you look at what your remarks, look closely what he said or here, listen closely four time zones. So that's obviously Pacific time zone, which teams that he could lure in that make that, that would make the most sense. Well, it depends because the TV deal thing, they can't add Fresno state without doing some reworking the contract. Would would ESPN want to do that with the big, with the big 12? Like, was that something they were Fox? They split, I think. Would they want mm-hmm. to do that? It's like, well, I don't know. But they, would they want UNLV? But it's like, okay, can they grab uh, Washington or Oregon? Would they want to do that? I don't think that's going to be the case at the moment. So they have some work to do, but he wants four time zones. The easiest teams to get that would say yes are from the Mountain West. I don't think they can get a simple yes or easy yes from Washington or Oregon unless the deal is going to go up to $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. So your mark wants to span the globe on this conference. So when he says he wants to work nice to everybody, that's not, I don't think that's entirely the case. Yeah, dude, you don't have to lie. We're all adults here. Yeah. But he also said out loud, I want a four times of conference, but I'm not going to rate the Pac-12. My opinion, I'll give my answer at the end, like right now to what the end result's going to be probably for the Pac-12, a likely scenario, is that they're going to sign some media deal. The Pac-12 will probably stay together. Once they realize that media deal is not great because a lot of the games on Amazon or something, and then Washington, Oregon will probably go to, so like to either the Big Twelve or most likely Big Ten, 
halfway through the deal because they'll figure out a way to leave because this deal will probably mm-hmm. be like a six-year deal. So that's where I see it going. Like there'll be contracts. So it doesn't mean San Diego State won't be joining or the SMU lights the prominence um, teams out there. But I think that'll happen. Whatever deal signed within the Pac-12, some teams are probably going to leave because I could honestly see the four corner schools going to the Big 12. I know it's the Mountain West podcast. We'll get there, folks. But it's a big picture stuff we're getting to. I could see like mm-hmm. Arizona, Colorado, Arizona State, Arizona go to Big 12. Washington, Oregon going to the Big Ten halfway through this deal possibly, despite them saying we were together. They're together. They're together until they get $26 million per year. And Money I don't talks, know. Like, right? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, what could Fresno or San Diego State or SMU bring to keep that going besides keeping that name? That's a good question. Let me ask you a personal question about your team, man. Do you want them to join the Pac-12? If the invite comes to either conference, which one would you prefer to go to if that happens for your Fresno State Bulldogs? Honestly. Or do you want to stay? Or stay put? I don't know. If you're giving me the choice between the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the Mountain, staying in the Mountain West, I would choose the Big 12, or not, not the Big 12, the Pac-12. Because yeah. going back to your, going back to your point earlier about how your mark mentioned that he wants a four time zone conference who does that serve tv people yeah because it, it's, it's it's certainly not serving the student athlete it's not serving the fan base like yeah you might get you know you know, if if you join the Big Twelve, you get UCF coming like probably once every two or three years or something like that. But you know, we already know that that Fresno State, the Red Wave, they travel like, and I'm talking specifically about like the the program that I'm most familiar with. Like they travel well to the schools in the area. Like they'll you know fans will travel to San Jose, they'll travel down to San mm-hmm. Diego, they'll travel to Las Vegas. Boy, so go to but you begins. lose that effect the farther out you go. And so like, if you're asking fans to like make trips out to Houston, out to Orlando, out to Morgantown or, you know, wherever the big 12. Yeah. Cincinnati. Like how many people are going to do that? And yeah, you might, you know, end up with like one or two earlier kickoff times every year, but I just I don't see how that necessarily works for anybody besides the TV people, and I don't know that I would be as excited about it than if I were seeing my team get a chance to go up against some of the region's best, like you know Fresno State versus Washington, for example. Uh, assuming that the Huskies were were going to stick around, would hold a lot more appeal to me than Fresno State versus West Virginia or Fresno State versus Cincinnati. There's just there's no history there. Yeah, it's it and, could be exciting. And, and like a or, bit exciting like it or not, first. I feel like the geography angle still matters to a lot of fans. Like I don't think I'm not I don't think I'm talking out of turn in that regard. To a degree. Like it would be fun. Like, okay, here's it. Like, think of this. Let's go back to the big ten. We all know why Maryland and Rutgers got joined. The markets pay an extra dollar or two for a big ten network in those areas. You're telling me Indiana wants to go to I'll give it I'll give two examples. Indiana, Maryland, that brings no excitement. Going to New Jersey to play Rutgers, they haven't been very great. Greg Shano did some good, really good things for a couple times when he's mm-hmm. out there. Maryland looking better with Mike Locksley, but you're telling me if you're Ohio State, oh, that's a big time game. Or if you're Minnesota, Northwestern, Michigan State, it's like no. Now, if we look at the Big Ten now, UCLA, US, UCLA, USC. Who's who's more excited to like if you're UCLA, USC, Matt, the Trojans? Who are you excited? You go to the Big Ten. Who are you excited to play? There's like three teams, right? Michigan, yeah. Ohio State, Michigan State, that's about it, right? Penn State, four teams. Okay, you're going to play out freaking State College. You're going to get very few people there. But also, how often are you going to play those teams? You're going to be, and this has been said around, it's going to be the same thing. Like you're mentioning the Fresno Big 12 possibility, if that's on the, on the road. But if do you want to go, like, are you pumped if you're USC fans to go play Purdue, Indiana, Minnesota, Northwestern? Give me a break, Illinois. Those games are trash. And you might there might be a there's more excitement the other way around for I get USC is like the biggest brand out there, but if you're Fresno, it's like oh it's pretty cool UCF that's there's some intrigue BYU some intrigue just because old American teams but do you really care Matt playing Iowa State? Do you really care about West Virginia? TCU maybe a little bit were they were they ever in the conference together Fresno and TCU for a hot minute? 
Uh, no, TCU, I believe, left the year before Fresno State came into the conference. Were they in the 16-team WAC, Fresno and TCU? I believe they were, yeah. But the point being, not enough to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. But your point stands, like, do you want to? There's a, there's a few teams that are intrigued, but how soon that wear off? And then, like, people are like, oh, it's just football, basketball. Yeah, but do you want your b- baseball team going out to Orlando to play just a, a weekend series? Leaving Wednesday morning, most likely, cross-country to play either a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday game, missing that many days, which baseball travels a ton. But if you're including a likely nonstop commercial flight to Orlando, to Cincinnati, to Morgantown, if you're the volleyball team to go play out there, or softball, softball, similar baseball, more games at least. But if you're the swimming team, like how often are you going to go out to play them in a single single competition? There's a lot to be said about wanting to play those teams, and you're right, playing teams that are. What do you get more excited for? If you're a Fresno fan, if you're an Aztec fan, yeah, it's I want. They're more Pac-12, obviously, but if you're Boise and you go to Big 12, it's like you got to just be you. That's about it. You know what I mean? Maybe UCF. Mm-hmm. It's a complete mess in Pac-12. I saw. Let me ask you this. Let's move on a little bit here as we kind of went through that section. I was watching, reading something. I I I sort of read Heartland Heartland College Sports. You ever look at that website at all? I do not. Okay, I've seen it periodically pop on my feed lately. So I'm like, okay, interesting. Just some stuff looking at. It's kind of similar to what we type do. A couple of things we do, but they kind of briefly mentioned like, is the Pac-12? I think it was uh, maybe somebody else. But I have their page up here. Could the Pac-12 be like the Big East down the road where there's no football and just other sports because they get consolidated to the Mountain West, to the Big 12 and Pac-12 and Big or Big 10 and Mountain West and Big 12? Do you think that's a legit possibility? Maybe. I guess you could never say never. Like if they're sticking to the academic guns? I don't think it's the most likely scenario. But and I, Because I do think that you know, because the, the big difference between the Big East and in the Pac-12 is you're talking about big state schools as opposed to, you know, what the Big East is comprised of now and and was back in the day when it was at its height, which are like smaller private and I think primarily Catholic schools. Yeah, like, did you ever watch the rec room of the Big East, a 30 for 30? Yeah, I think I saw it once a long time ago. So like, yeah, Yeah. so there's a very big difference in that regard Mm -hmm. with, you know, different stakeholders, different priorities and things like that, which is why, you know, the Big East having like a Miami and a Virginia Tech never was never going to make sense for that long. Yeah. And I don't, it never say never, but also it's, I, I would lean more toward never like you because would there really be just one? This would ruin, like, there's not to, this might be saying hyperbolic, but like ruin college football nationally because there's already only one West Coast conference, big time conference. There's some other big teams like Boise, San Diego State, Fresno mm-hmm. have been up in their ante the past couple years. Hawaii's been to a sugar bowl. Um, and so there's, I don't think it'll fall because then football, football becomes a central and Eastern time zone sports with an occasional LA based school. And maybe if you want to include BYU, who's probably figured things out, but it'll take a while because it took Utah a decade to figure things out in the PAC 12 to be a conference title conference contender mm-hmm. and conference winner. So college football doesn't want that. And that's why another reason we need somebody freaking in charge of this whole sport to help figure things out and make it more than just about money. Because I don't know if that'll happen, but if they stick to the academic guns, like the big East did to their basketball and Catholic roots guns, like you could have a couple options, like Cal and Stanford are stuck. and like, okay, we're cool. Will we even play football anymore? Like, I don't think that's off the table. They're like, Oh, we're, we'll just stick to other sports and do, maybe join like the West coast conference. Possibly, yeah. What do you think? What do you want? What should we want for the half of the Mountain West? I know I've been dominating the conversation a bit, but is there a case case to be made that the Mountain West is better off than the Pac-12 at the moment? I know monetary-wise, everybody's yelling, no, join the big conference. I get it. But what's the point of joining a big conference if it crumbles in five years? That's where, you know, I, th- I think back to our last conversation about Craig Thompson and what I feel like was sort of his his longest lasting legacy was just like that, that foundation of stability. So I, I I think about that and how maybe the conference doesn't have a ton of flash in it, but there are very there are things that it does well. Like it has you know a handful of programs who have played at a championship level over the past decade or so. Um, 
you know, in, in, in it's primarily with like the, the revenue making sports, like football has had, you know, Boise State, Fresno State, you know, Utah State's been very good, San Diego State's been very good. And that's been mostly true of men's basketball in that same time frame as well. Like, you know, especially in the last few years, it's been a multiple bit league. And so I do this think year, there could be five teams this year in the comp Trump and the and excuse me, a March Madness. So I do think that the you know the, the Mountain West does have at least a little bit of luxury to sort of sit back and see what happens, see if things come to them. And it's a little bit like I'm trying to think of a, of a good analogy for it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Aikido, the martial well, art. I'm not. I know. Or it's like you're, the whole idea behind it, if, if, and there's probably somebody out there willing to correct me on this, that you use someone else's momentum against them. So like if the Pac-12 is stumbling, that the Mountain West is there to take advantage of the situation. Which makes me oh. think about, you know, some of the other situations that are that are being projected out there. You know, going back to what you mentioned earlier about, like, for example, the Arizona schools, um, you know, Colorado and Utah might be, you know, better fits for the for the Big 12 if they decide to bolt in the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. In which case, you know, you have you know, other programs within the the, the current Pac-12 that would be left hanging, but have like at least some degree of success behind them in recent like memory. Like, has done quite well the, before David Shaw's fired. They've been to multiple Rose Bowls and Pac-12 title games and winning. Yeah, so the there was a couple report years. by Dennis Dodd, and I can't remember exactly when it came out. I think it was a couple of days ago now at this point. Where he basically laid out a projection, which I think is a mm-hmm. very interesting one for the Mountain West. I got in front of Washington, Washington State, mm-hmm. Stanford, Oregon State, and Cal. Yeah, they're the teams that are like, oh boy. If the Pac-12 blows up, those are the four teams that he forecasts could end up joining the Mountain West as a result. Well, or he actually what he mentioned, just you're correct on there, but he would mention basically they'd keep the Pac-12 name. And add in Boise, Fresno, the teams you mentioned, San Diego State, and SMU in that mm-hmm. mix to make that the Pac-12. But like, what's more, I, I get the Pac-12 name is valuable, but wouldn't the Mountain West be better position? Like, no, we'll take you, SMU. I'm assuming this is if this would probably most likely be under. I, I read it, but I'm kind of trying to recall. I'm mm-hmm. assuming this would mean San Diego State and SMU join the Mountain West. Then teams start to leave, like Oregon, what the four corner schools go, Oregon, Washington go. Why wouldn't the Mountain West be better positioned? Like just because the name, I don't know how the Pac, Pac Pacific Conference, whatever you want to call it, Pac Ten, Pac Twelve, Pac Eight Conference back in the day has name value, but the value is not necessarily within Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, Washington State, newcomers, San Diego State, SMU. What name power is there? Why wouldn't the Mountain West just grab those teams? So you'd have everybody in the Mountain West now add. So we were at twelve. The league's at twelve teams, right? Correct. Yes, twelve teams. Cal 13, Oregon 14, Oregon State 14, Stanford 15, Washington State 16, SMU goes back to American, I guess. Like, why wouldn't the Mountain West do that instead? I don't know what the value would be of the Pac-12 name. Maybe it's more than thinking to keep a, a conference that's okay. Like, yeah, I get it. it but you're missing. I know the other teams on there, like CSU, Air Force, New Mexico, UNLV, they're okay, but. Why would Boise State and Fresno State, Matt, want to go to that conference rather than the Mountain West bringing those teams in? And I think that makes the calculus most interesting for San Diego State, which has gotten more momentum recently as as sort of the, one of the Pac-12's primary targets. Like Until I see Klinikoff out of game in the suite, I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I get I get where you're coming from, but I do think <laughs> like you know that presents a, a a really interesting because I do think. You know, if, if you think about the top programs, and I think you primarily in terms of like football and and at least a little bit about academics, it's really hard not to make the argument that San Diego State and Boise State have way better arguments to be in the Pac-12 than Fresno State does. You know, if you just count the number of doctoral programs, for example, I think you know San Diego State, uh, if I counted correctly, has like seventeen. Boise State, I think, has about a dozen. Fresno State has like maybe a handful. Yeah. So, like, if they're looking for that, you know, that academic fit, then it makes sense for for Boise State and San Diego State to be courted. But if it looks like that situation is about to blow up, and they might be able to welcome 
And, and I think of that foursome that I mentioned a minute ago, that, that Washington State and Oregon State are the most intriguing ones, if, if only because they're, I would have to imagine, at least slightly more, you know, academically similar to a lot of the program, which is not to say that Mount West isn't rigorous, you know, like, you know, the Air Force Academy, for instance, like you, you've got to be like, you know, super smart and super dedicated to, to be a cadet, yeah. but you know, I, I have a harder time envisioning Cal and Stanford joining the Mountain West, but like if, for example, you know, they can court Wazoo and Oregon State if the entire thing threatened, if the entire Pac-12 opens, you know, threatens to blow up. If they take those I, two teams on and expand to 14, like does that make the, the calculus for standing pat if you're San Diego State or Boise State, does it make that more palatable? I would say... No, because they'd want their money. Now, even if they're quarter share earners, say let's say the amount. Let's make I know they're not going to get forty million, forty million, which is what they want. Let's just mm-hmm. so it's easy, easy math numbers. Let's say the Pac twelve deal is forty million, but obviously it's not. If they get a quarter share, ten million is still more than what they get in the Mountain West. If they get a quarter share year one, mm-hmm. so there's a top. There's probably be a grant of rights signed, which which they'll try to keep Oregon and Washington around, but Texas and OU got bypass that this year they're not leaving as soon as they wanted to but they're leaving a year early that could be by bypassed with good lawyers and whatever option or whatever like we're going to make this triple the money anyways going to the big 10 or whatever conference now going from there to the big 12 would be probably difficult to do but if the lead and what they're going to try to do the conference as hard as they're going to try is keep the name intact although there's still a pac-12 conference in place if you leave like a name Mm -hmm. entity so these schools will get whatever money's left on the table that they're owed or what I guess potentially earned is the right way to put it because each team would earn $30 million, $40, $40 million, whatever. The Pac-12 would still be getting that much per school, say $400 million if it's 10 teams just to keep the numbers easy and around for our sake. Yeah. So that's why they'd want to keep the name around. But if there's nobody around to do it and you don't have six teams, you can't keep the name. Like, what are you going to do? Like for football, you can't have the name if you can't have a conference. Then there's no money yeah. for the conference to keep. But to your original question, I can guarantee they would go to get even if they're in the league for four years and it takes four years to get that money, 100% money. That's what, $100 million? You get 10, 20, 30, 40, $100 million. Yes, they would go and they'd go in a heartbeat. Matt, any school would go, would, despite the uncertainty of the Pac 12, what their conference deal would be. If it's that percentage wise, even if it's less than what we think that their year one would probably still be on par with the Mountain West for money, I believe I don't have their numbers in front of me, but it'd be, it'd be with getting a 25% share. I should say, if they go mm-hmm. a quarter percent, right. I know the PAC 12 and other like Utah and certain schools like color, I think TCU, the big 12, I think they took zero the first year. They went zero, then 25, 50, 75, hundred. I don't think the PAC 12 mm-hmm. could say, all right, Aztecs come in here for zero share year one. Cause JD Wicker specifically said, we're a full show, full share member, which we discussed. And I promptly and accurately laughed at that statement because no team joining is going to get a full share unless you're currently a power five member. I think that I would definitely agree with that. So what, what's the best case of the mountain West? Like, what do you think could be the scenario? Is it staying? Like we met, we mentioned Craig Thompson, like he did a good job of keeping teams around. The only teams he lost were inevitable and impossible to keep to counter. Maybe BYU to a small degree was the only thing they could have done a little bit possibly, but what do you think? Like, what do you think the best option? Well, they got a new commissioner. She has a lot of work to do to get things going. If things are, if teams are going to be coming or leagues are going to come in and take these conferences or take these teams, I should say, to a new conference. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say because, you know, the Pac 12 Mountain West merger that, he, that you know, we sort of keep circling around, you know, part, part of that, I mean, it's not going to include everybody that's part of the current membership of, of the Mountain West Conference. And so, you know, one of the other things that nobody's even broached yet is well, how you know, big if too. there's going to be, you know, if there's going to be, you know, four, four to six Pac-12 teams and then four to six Mountain West teams that merge into this new conference, who's on the outside looking in? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. 
You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's a good point. I would say any current Pac-12 team would be invited to come in. They'd be if they wanted to. Like again, we said Stanford Cal. Like it wouldn't be shocking if they got ah, we're we're done with football. We're cool. We'll just stick with our 30, 37 other Olympic sports, winning, rowing, water polo, swimming, and whatever non-other Olympic sport I'm not thinking of at the moment they have tra- cross country track and field we'll just succeed well, in those sports you know and, a, and another interesting wrinkle that it, this feels like a really good time to to throw it out there before I let you go on um, Zachary Neal over at DocsWire um, another of our USA Today websites actually projected that Stanford might be tempted to go independent rather than join why? a conference why? why what's the reasoning because I think that's terrible I mean, Stanford isn't like they aren't the typical Pac-12 school. They are not, but they also been sucking too lately. Football, like they've been good at football here and there, but like college football isn't like a priority to the Cardinal Mm -hmm. in the same way that just like being one of the foremost, you know, you know, like I said, academic schools anywhere in the country. You say it's not, but they pay David Shaw about ten million dollars per year and have won multiple Rose Bowls lately. So it's well, like, but they're, that's they're what I'm saying. Nuts. But you know, those, those Rose Bowls, though, those Rose Bowls are almost a decade ago now. I know, but it's also three, it's more than Utah's been to. It's more than USC's been to. It's more than, I believe it's more than Oregon that's been to. Washington. I mean, Stanford and Cal are sort of in that same boat where like they're, they're so like academically rigorous. And it's sort of an open question as to how much college football actually matters to them. It doesn't. In my opinion, because you know, other other than the you know the the game between Stanford and Cal, and other than Stanford's rivalry with you know, Notre Dame, you know what what actually is keeping the Cardinal in the Pac-12 if it blows up? Like, yeah, I think they you, have more UCLA. options just by virtue of the fact that they they stand in, in a slightly different position than an Oregon State or a Washington State. I, I see your point, and looking at what they've done recently, just I'll get to my other point here, but they've been the five big time bowl game since 2010, but they have not been bowling since 2018. And that's a sudden bowl and 2020 doesn't really count despite them going four and two, but yeah, they've been to, they've won multiple Rose bowls and orange been to orange bowl festival, but it's been a while, but you're right. Like, okay, if they go independent, they'd play Cal every year. They'd play Notre Dame every year, UCLA and USC. That's four games per year. They play regardless. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I lived. It would be going independent. After their, their, their kind of agreement with the WAC kind of fell apart when the Craig Thompson brought them over, it's they're playing November games like North Alabama, UMass. Like, does Stanford want to play UMass and New Mexico State add to their schedule to just to be independent, just to keep football alive? Like, I know they could probably get some deep, keep some of those old Pac 12 teams around and Mountain West teams, whatever's out west, they'd be able to get to play. Maybe the new, if the WAC does come to FBS play Utah tech or teams like that that move up, but mm-hmm. are they, are they going to wanting to play independence? But like, are they going to play army every year to add to their schedule? Like you tell me they want to play army, New Mexico state, uh, UMass. Who else is independent? I don't know. Play and play UTEP and play Cal Stanford, Cal UCLA, USC, Notre Dame. That's it. That's a tough draw, man, for a team that already struggles to ha- and has for attendance that already has a pretty good schedule being in the Pac-12. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. And so it's they have with built-in rivalry rivalries, if I could speak tonight, they would have a good setup, a good base for at least four of the for was that four schools I mentioned? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two SoCal schools, Cal and Notre Dame. That's one third of your schedule, though. That's just your non-conference schedule. That's it. You got schedule eight games a year, buddy. Get to work, AD, who cares probably more about fencing than he does football. Yeah. I I don't know. This is this could be an interesting time because the Pac-12 keeps waiting and waiting. Cleocloth is like, oh, he's this big entertainment media guy. He's MGM Grand Internet Resorts, whatever it was in Vegas. He knows how to put on a show. He is doing some good things, but and I'm not gonna say he fell asleep to Will, but with losing UCLA and USC, not much that could be done, but that's more of Kevin Moore when he is commissioner, like I'm gonna do the best I can to make the most money possible. Well, more, more I, than Kevin Warren, that's also the bed that Larry Scott left for him to lay yeah. in. His is it you're right, his initial thought of owning the network, not a bad idea. And if it had it worked better, because we talked about this last week, Mountain West tried that, it didn't work out very well. Nobody watched it. Nobody could get it. Distribution was poor. Even though the Pac-12 network could actually watch it, it's actually pretty solid programming. But they never got the return on investment for figuring they could get a deal with DirecTV, whatever streaming or linear provider at the time, or even now to looking at. They couldn't get it nationally, and that was the problem with the Mountain Network. It came on. I remember Kevin Chile, like, oh, like it was so weird for me with the Mountain Network and the Mountain because Comcast started. Why is it not on some option of a tier for? Comcast cities. You know what I mean? Like East, I remember it came on late. I'm like, what's, what are you doing it now when the mountains already announced is basically dead or year to, when they're losing teams, why was it out there mm-hmm. on different platforms that you had, whether it's on like that higher sports tier where, okay, I'm in Atlanta, but heck I went to Fresno state. I went to San Diego. I want to watch the Aztecs play. I will gladly play $10 a month for that sports package. I offer to include the mountain network to watch their games. So the pac 12, like initially, that's a great idea because if you own it all, you don't have to pay money to Fox or ESPN. But they and they also felt let's have six networks. They spread themselves too thin to literally show everything. Where what they could have done, what the Big Ten did is like have their alternate streams. Where yeah, you got the main Big Ten network to show all the big stuff, but then kind of the overflow channels to show stuff here or there. And that mm-hmm. was just cost prohibitive. And so yeah, it goes back to him. And now Glikov's got to try to fix this mess up. But it still goes back to what you mentioned at the beginning, man. Like the deal with the Big Twelve made. It's like well. They came out first, and Pac-12 figured we're better than the Big 12. We have better brands, and that's not the case. And some of the Mountain West brands are as big or bigger than the Pac-12. Like the the Boise State thing about keeping them arm, arm's length because this is such the inferior complex for the Pac-12. Well, Boise State kind of recruits are in California, so we don't want to bring them in. I'm like, who is thinking that way? Yeah, I heard about that. It's like, well, then recruit better, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have $30 million a year, whatever just come into you, they get like nine. And you can't recruit better? It's like, it's like, well, maybe, maybe you should stop mismanaging your own programs if you don't want like Boise and Fresno and, and San Diego State to, to you know, not only poach oh. talent from your regions, but to also just occasionally beat you on the field as well. Yeah, it's like, look in the mirror, buddy. There's, it's your problem. So that type of stuff. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be my, like, like what I kind of mentioned, I think what's going to happen is like the Pac-12 is going to find a deal, probably add San Diego State SMU. During that deal, the t- biggest programs will leave the conference and we'll go through this hell in three, three more years, three and a half years. <laughs> Do you think that the Pac-12 is waiting on Amazon to come and save them? If they are, they're going to be waiting a long line. They're not, these streaming platforms aren't going to overpay just because they have money. If oh, no. Google or, uh, you're, or Amazon, I mean, you're right about that. Yeah. Um, a little bit because if you're Amazon, it's interesting. I think they are waiting because they've already said half their games are going to be on streaming. And, and ESPN's bidding to get himself because CBS was, it's weird that CBS isn't in it because Turner's not in it because Turner, which is like HBO now with that transition part of Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. So you'll have, I looked on HBO Max the other day, I forgot. Oh, yeah, they're streaming. A lot of national soccer, like U.S. national teams, and a couple of U.S. women's national teams you can go back and watch on demand. So they're streaming mm-hmm. live on there. So I don't think it's on HBO proper, but that includes TNT, TBS. Okay, okay, they, they're getting into sports. Doesn't Turner do hockey, right? Doesn't TNT do a little hockey now? Uh, I believe they still do, yeah. I think they do. But I know TBS does baseball, and you have – I know 
HBO, like Turner's putting on, TNT's putting on the game theory from Bomani Jones, a sports show leading into like NBA stuff, like edited a little bit to put on there for sports content. And so, but CBS has like, has very little full college football, not CBS sports network, but CBS. They have a, they air a couple Mountain West games over the air. Like we've seen. And I believe they're doing, aren't they part of the, the SEC game of the week now? Like that 3.30 slot instead of going to, uh, oh, no, no, sorry. So, no, Big Ten, my mistake. SEC lost that. It's going to the Big Ten now. But so CBS over there has one one game a week. I for, I don't know what time slot that is because everything's being changed a couple years of the Big Ten deal. But they'll have that one game a week with the Big Ten and then a couple of Mountain West teams in, in Army-Navy. And they're not coming into t- not that they take a huge package, but not even a double header package where that th- going to like a three thirty Eastern kick to what a seven like a prime time game where it'd be four o'clock five o'clock for Pac twelve, so they're mm-hmm. not in the mix. ESPN's the only team that wants it just because they want those ten o'clock Eastern kickoffs or even eleven o'clock Eastern sometimes. So they're bending against themselves for that type of game. So there's no point for them to increase their pay. Fox is out. They already got the uh, Big Twelve, like they got some Mountain West stuff. They don't really need that much more pack or West Coast coverage because they got a lot of Mountain West coverage to go out there, and so and they're not going to want to be on CBS Sports Network, I don't think, because they're already pretty full with Mountain West Conference USA Army. Um, what else? Like, I'm not sure. A couple of Amer- uh, Mac too. They have some Mac stuff that's sub licensed. So if Amazon's coming, wonder, to say they, I mean, I know that I know that everybody's paying attention to Amazon. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast before or not. But given that they've dabbled in Major League Baseball, and given the Apple? deal that they just inked with Major League Soccer, I do wonder whether Maybe. Apple might be interested in 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 dipping their toe into the water for at least a portion, like their Friday night package for. Honestly, yeah, like if if you if, if because we know that the Mountain West does you know at least one Friday game most weeks, you know, if, and, and like if you could schedule one for like you know they're 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 on FS1 and one to be on Apple on Friday nights, like yeah. you give people an option to watch those games. I I think fans at home probably wouldn't mind that extra that little extra degree of exposure. Do you have Apple TV at the moment? I do have Apple TV. Is it free or are you paying for it? I believe that I'm paying for it, yeah. <laughs> that's a big question because if you buy an Apple product, they give it free for a while. Oh, uh, that's right. No, so, you know what? I think I'm, you, I, can't, I honestly can't remember if I am or not because my wife has an Apple phone, but I use Android. Okay. Um, do you know what the deal is, how much it costs for to get the MLS package? I believe it is $99.99, isn't it? Yeah, it's 100 bucks. Um yeah, or hundred bucks for the season, or fifty dollars per month, and that includes everything on Apple TV. So you want to watch like yeah. uh, the new show with Jason? Yeah, every, Jason ga- every game, yeah. no blackouts. Ted Lasso, obviously, people know that the morning show, everything that's on there. They have some pretty good stuff. I've been watching a bit lately on Apple TV. So I'll there's that. Summers, by the way, but continue. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, with Adam Scott, correct? That's the other one I was thinking of too, right? Is that the Adam Scott? Adam Scott show? Yes. Okay. Um. Okay, so no blackouts. They have a whip round channel. This is this is the whole package. Like they have a goal zone channel because our because what they're doing is it's every team under the umbrella. So this is a little bit different than what we're seeing. Like what they could do, whether Pac twelve, every Mountain West down the road, what Apple is doing for TV for um, soccer MLS, every team can get it. I mean, excuse me, every team is on there. Obviously, no blackouts local, and every game is going to basically start at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And so what that does is that there's people who complain, oh, I can't switch through apps. I'm watching my live game on ESPN Plus. Like they don't have regular direct TV or even Fubo or YouTube TV. They're watching other, well, I guess, it's, but whatever. It's hard to switch through apps. Like, oh, I don't have TV. I got to switch my app or something. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not, a, it's kind of, it's kind of a thing, but it's kind of not that I don't want to get that's into it. That's not the only downside like, to streaming. Kind of. But even if you're on a Fubo TV matter, if you're on Hulu Live, you can still switch through and find your game, right? You don't need to yeah. log into ESPN Plus or FS1, right? No. Unless you really wanted to for some reason because what you lose down or something. So what this does allows you just to flip through games as you're on a guide. Like, oh, I'm watching the Galaxy. I'm watching RSL. I'm watching the Dynamo. I'm watching the Crew. I know a lot more teams I thought of them. Unless you're watching the Sounders play, whatever, in Seattle. You can flip through and go. Or watch like the Red Zone type channel where watch action as it's going on. They flip game to game. 
Pretty mm-hmm. cool feature. Apple's deal was a 10-year deal for, I don't know, was it, oh crap, was it $2 billion? Shoot, I'm trying to see what it was here. It's yeah, a, I can't remember what it was. I wish the CNET article had it on there, but it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty sizable contract. So, but I don't know why would they overpay? Like, what's their benefit on Apple? Specifically, when if you're a season pass holder for an MLS team, you get it for free. So I'm assuming they do that for college football. If they do your one night a week package, different than taking the whole Pac-12. But if you're telling me, Matt, they take half your Pac-12 games and half of them on Apple TV Plus. How do you think fans would take that? Because or even on Amazon, the production on Amazon is pretty good. Let me ask you, how much? How many? I know we're not as big as NFL fans, but did you watch any NFL games? Like when your Niners played on Amazon, did you watch it, or did you no. watch on your local affiliate, or just no. not at all? Okay, I no, didn't watch I didn't, either. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch any Thursday night football. I heard. I heard there was generally a train wreck. Yeah, the games are pretty bad. The only time I'd have it on was at work. I'd work until about six or seven p.m. and the games already started. I'm like, oh, okay, it looks fine to me. But the, I don't know how they take it. If it's because the Mountain West made made an error error when we went to Comcast to more money over ESPN when they're on verses mm-hmm. and stuff and kind of got b- abandoned from any highlights. Do you remember when Utah beat like a top ten team, and it was a really good game? They said, "Oh, here's a score: Utah upset UCLA or something." That's all they did in the ESPN. Yeah, I don't think that's the case anymore. But would you be up for it if the, if any league like went through streaming like is full like like half your Fresno games were on Amazon Prime or Apple TV Plus or whatever live peacock or something i mean i'm flexible enough that i'll follow the games wherever they are like you know i was i was the kind of person who was watching multiple games when they were broadcasting on facebook uh yeah you know a handful of years ago but i understand for you know the average fan like the 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 name of the game is convenience Mm -hmm. and you know for for all the streaming options out there you know, it's it's still so fragmented that convenience isn't really part of the design right now. So I do yeah. think, like you, know, if if the Mountain West or the Pac-12 or any other conference were going to make that move, they would probably have to do it wholesale, in the same way that Major League Soccer is doing it. Like they have to buy all the way in, so every fan knew exactly where to look. What if it was split, like ESPN and Apple or something, or ESPN and Amazon? Would that be helpful? Like just I suppose, yeah. I mean, I suppose because you know ESPN is 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 a familiar brand. Everybody knows where to find it. I think you know what you want to try to avoid if you can, and and I'm I'm I would be interested to to hear from Notre Dame fans about how they felt, for instance, about the fact that you know most of their games were broadcast on NBC, but one or two of them, and I'm thinking primarily about the UNLV game, were broadcast on Peacock. And whether they felt whether they felt motivated to go that extra step to watch a game on a platform that was not as readily available as just turning and on it, your TV and flipping it to NBC. Depends on t- it's getting easier, but also it's I don't know, man. It's for what what's going on in West Coast football and everything. It's convenience is it's huge. Like oh, it's people are like oh, it's on Facebook. There's a billion users or five billion users on Facebook. Well, there no, might I remember, be. 8, I remember exactly how many people were watching those games on Facebook, and and it was for those four who figures, don't recall, right? It was not that many. Four figures, probably, right, at one given time. Yeah, yeah. If that, like, if that, and then also, it's like, how much does it count if you scroll? If you're just scrolling through in your feed, and you're happy to be reading something above, but the game's playing right below, does that count? Good probably. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. those numbers, like even the Arizona Bowl, we had a million views. I'm like, but did you? I don't know, man. Probably not. Maybe a good number, but not a million. Mm-hmm. We can see the cow people. We can see the counter in the corner. <laughs> that's right. I know that's not the exact science and total viewers how they want to count it, but so I don't know. Let's wrap up here because we there's not much more to get. To. Like, what do you think the Mountain West is going to look like in a couple years? Like, are they going to get to Pac-12 schools? I'm assuming for me they're going to lose probably San Diego State. In the meantime, that seems kind of uh, likely. But I don't if think I the conference... guess, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would think the Mountain West may find themselves in an unexpected position of strength to take on teams rather than losing them in two or three years. I think they could, yes, and they'd be because I think teams, because but... I think the higher because I think the highest profile programs in the in the Pac-12. When I'm thinking primarily of Washington and Oregon at this point, 
like if if they jump ship, it's it's all over. Mm-hmm. And I but do I, like, think like if 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 I had to put odds on it, I wouldn't put like overwhelming odds, but I do think it's better than 50-50 that both of those programs end up moving, leaving leaving everybody else to sort of pick up the pieces. And if you go to minus 200 or something that they would leave. Yeah, maybe. That's less than 50. That's better than 50-50 odds, obviously. And then, you know, if that leaves the Mountain West to pick up the pieces, you know, I think that makes them a very inviting place to be for a lot of for a lot of programs around the West. Will the commissioner be aggressive enough to make a big splash as her first move? I think so. So your point being would be like like a lot of people say the Wazoo, Oregon, the state schools out of Washington, Oregon, right? To come to Mountain West and maybe and maybe Cal Stanford if they want to continue to play football. Yes. That makes the most sense. And then what about like, and then also, I guess you're, you're assuming the Pac-12 blows up, right? Is that your end goal? End game here? If I had to put, if I had to put five bucks on it, I do is think the Wait, hold on. Is this, a, is this a Kevin Malone give me 10,001 odds to put five bucks on anything happening? No, no. The- I don't I, would, I don't think it's that far fetched, but like <laughs> if I had to put money on the Pac-12 staying intact and adding teams or or blowing up all the way, I'm I'm thinking that they sense I'm thinking that the highest profile programs there sense a seeking ship and they are probably looking for a way out. My assumption that makes good sense. My assumption, which I told some guys, like we have a just been covering this lately where I'm at here in Utah with Pac- Utah and Pac-12 and just craziness and what's going on. My assumption is there'll be a, a short-term media deal signed. And I'm guessing what they're saying, ESPN and some streaming platform, probably Amazon makes sense, even though we'll see how that goes. They can put games in ever. There'll be a short-term deal. They're going to add a couple teams, but lose big-time schools. And they're going to do their best to keep teams together. Like the Dennis Dodd scenario seems good. Until when you realize there's four schools left and only two of them really care about football. And I would hate to see the only be one West Coast conference out there for mm-hmm. fo- football. They need there needs to be two. And the WAC ain't gonna cut it when it moves up the FBS in 10 to 15 years. And it all comes back to being we're up here. Like there's nobody in charge of college football. They could stop this, they could make more money doing different things. The problem is, Matt, they don't want to share money with each other. Or have New Mexico State make as much as Ohio State? Because I said this before you're too. Wrong. You're I not wrong. I do not. Clay Travis is like one of the worst people in the world. I dislike vehemently. He's, his work ethic is there for what he's doing and his brand he's building. But he said years ago, if college football were to build some sort of NFL-like contract out there, they could like dwarf the money they're making right now for every team out there. But teams don't want to share and I got to make one more dollar than you, no matter what it costs. And well, I think that society we've all chosen to live in. So <laughs> there's, there's bigger problems than that. Yes. My point being like, if every school, like if you were to make one giant, I know they, the Supreme court ruled back, I think in the early nineties, late eighties about this type of stuff. Cause I think it was the AFCA that was in charge of all the type of, this type of things for scheduling. I and whatnot. Think so, yeah. And then Michigan or Notre Dame or whatever, I can make more money than Indiana down the road. But it would make college football the most important. Like we've already mentioned, about money's the most important thing. They don't care about the fans, but for the big picture type stuff. Conferences like, well, who cares about? They go out and say student athlete health and safety, but we're gonna take this volleyball team, basically pull. You're gonna have UCLA and USC pull a Hawaii schedule for all these other sports. That's arguably worse than what Hawaii does right now. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're telling me if if UCLA. Their football team, because a flight from Hawaii to Fresno is probably what six hours, five hours, right? I would guess that. I don't know that off the top of my head. Pretty long flight. Or let me example this: Utah State. They go from Logan, Utah. They go to San Jose, then they go to Hawaii. So that's a pretty big trip. If you is the big is the Big Ten going to be be favor advantageous and favorable to USC and UCLA? Is USC going to have to play back to back games on the at Penn State and at Rutgers? And then is UCLA going to stay on the East Coast like Hawaii does in the mainland where they find a place to stay for a week of classes, tutors, whatever you need, trainers, nutritionists, professors, whatever you need, equipment 
to stay out there for a full week to play a game that's a few hours down the road if they're playing Maryland and Rutgers back-to-back weeks on the road for football? I don't know. Like, that's a big deal. That's, they don't care. And so if you had somebody in charge, they could make conferences geographically. So I know it's never going to happen, but make them what they should be. And a big package split amongst all. That's why they're splitting the pack to the playoff, Matt. Like, on, when they go to 12 teams, it's not going to be ESPN carrying every game. They're going to make more money putting games on CBS, NBC, and Fox and whatever other network they want to put them on, like three or four networks. That would give every school a lot more money. Like, Or also like pay athletes from the big employees where if you know you're going to school X, you're making your scholarship plus 30 grand depending on what conference you're in. And then you can make money off on top of that. I don't know. There's a lot more ideas that could be done to get it done, to get it more um, structurally aligned. Is that the right word? Is that a, buzz, a buzzword I need to use, Matt, from the corporate world? Corporate world here. That sounds about right. Is this going to get worse or better for the fans? Let's end on this over the next. Oh, it's, five, it's, it's definitely going to get worse. Mm. How so? Well, um... well, sorry. <laughs> quick, sorry. That's a big question. Like, what's kind of the quick reason? Like, how? I agree with you. I'm kind of curious. Like, what do you mean? Like, like how worse? Well, because if if you're so wrapped up in chasing the almighty dollar for like television eyeballs, like you know, what's that going to do for the in person fan experience? Yeah, like when's the last time you've what's been to? What's it going to do for the student athlete experience? Like I, it was not that yeah. long ago that I flew out to to New Jersey for something I had going on, and like you know, I was just there for maybe thirty six hours, mm-hmm. but. You know, flying to the East Coast is a very rigorous thing. I can't imagine doing that while also like handling a full school school workload. I rem- I am not so far removed from from being a college student myself that I don't remember what that's like. And do you got you got other things going? Like school work? You got this? Like even on the chartered flight, that's still not a great experience. Six hours flying. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's gonna be weird. So it's hope you enjoy it. I I know it's like there's times like there's stuff you do. Like here's the example. So over the weekend, I went to like a hot springs and just chilling in the warm water. That's not flying out or anything. You're just it's 30 degrees outside. It was actually snowing. It's just kind of hanging out there. Natural, nice, fun. But it's like I'm literally just sitting in a pool essentially where it's nice and warm water, and it's cold above. Okay, for like two hours, just you're all you're doing. It's like you hang out in the pool or at the beach. You don't do much, but you could be drained after, right? For doing literally nothing due to doing nothing, right? If that makes sense, yeah. right? And so, no, it's I, like I you understand be, exactly what you mean. It's not just being lazy, like, oh, I could be on my couch today watching TV. Sometimes you just get tired and stuff. It's just, it's, it's a common thing out there. I'm not making something up here. It's like you're just doing, if you do a long road trip, you get tired driving. Like, I'm tired of sitting in here and staring out the road driving. If you're a passenger, you're not off. Like, are we there yet? It's only been an hour and a half, but we've got six more to go. It's not an it's not an easy thing. To top, on top of that, you got schoolwork. You got to be. Can you be? In, are people going to pull Russell Wilson do high stepping on the plane when people are sleeping to stay in shape? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be good. The fan experience. I haven't been to a game in years unless I'm there for working. Like I have no interest. Go, like this is sad to say. I have very little interest, even though I could be taken to a game and showing a good time. I'd rather watch on my giant TV at home, have my own bathroom, have my food right next to me, make better food and an expend more inexpensive food, not deal with traffic, then go to a game. Even though if I wanted to, I could literally walk a hundred yards to my train station, take me to the steps of Rice Eccles Stadium to watch the University of Utah football game, walk another hundred yards and be inside. I would still rather I'm watch very, my I'm very jealous of you for that, by the way. I apologize. My living situation and public transit where I, my particular pin drop where I live is very nice, but it's even that, like even that very nice convenience, have a straight shot to the stadium. Sorry. I have one transfer, Matt, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> it's <laughs> it not even a really transfer. It's, it's going off one platform. Okay. Next train. That's me. Where, where the it splits, <laughs> but point being like, how are you going to make me watch at home? Is your TV product going to be great? Do you want people in the stands? What do you want? Like, attendance is kind of down a lot of places, but I don't know. Like I want to see good games. I want both conferences out West to succeed. I do think the Mount West might lose teams, but at my end result, I think they're going to be, like you said, kind of a, not necessarily a, they may not be a strength, a power. What does he want to get? Like a, 
a, a well, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not going to be like the power come to us. They might be more of a landing spot or a, a life life preserver for some of these teams, mm-hmm. but they're going to be in a position to make choices where, yes, we want you, or eh, maybe not. We don't want you. I don't know. We'll see. That's why I could see it coming down the road, but Klayakov has to get a strong deal in place to keep two conferences out west. So it's kind of on him a little bit. Glad it's not my job. What if they pay you enough? Would it still want to be your job or no? No, I would not want that job under any circumstances. <laughs> it's tough. Anything, anything else to add? I think we've we circled the wagons with everything here to pull a Chris Berman expression before we wrap it up. Yeah, I think we're I think we're pretty much all set for now. All right, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, spring football updates. Maybe we'll find some nonsense. We usually do a couple fun things as we get through this point to where we get to more spring in our. Matt, our season previews like in three months, less than three months, like in May. It's it's coming up quick. Oh man, don't remind me. <laughs> we got stuff. To we do. still got. We still. You know what though? We still got the combine coming up uh, mm-hmm. at the end of this week. It kicks off, does it not? Uh, I think so. XFL, USFL. If we want to purge into that, I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. <laughs> we'll see. We, we got a lot I mean, of off season to cover still. So that might be on the table. Was what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll be back next week. We'll talk some football. We'll talk, obviously, we'll talk some Mountain West stuff. We'll talk some spring football. Maybe we'll do our road trip show pretty soon because that's always a fun one. You and I pick a game to go to down there. That's always fun to do. So we'll be back next time. But check us out, mwr.com and follow us on Twitter, mwcy. If you want any show topics, like, hey, let's talk about this. And yeah, we might just do it. So give us a ring, let us know, and we'll see you next time.